Welcome back to another episode of One of Us Has to Be Right. Hope you guys enjoyed the special treat with John last week. Uh, this week, just me and Josh rolling solo. And we're going to start it off with him. Let's hear the scary good, scary bad in the world of sports this week, Josh. Yeah, I'll roll scary good. And it really hasn't been... I guess it's not what has been. It's what's to come for my scary good and scary bad. Scary good... Oh. Scary good is that Michigan is finally going to get their first test. And I'm so oh, excited. I'm so excited for this game. Yes. So it's Saturday. Two undefeated teams. Michigan, Michigan State, both at 7-0. and Michigan currently sixth in the AP poll, third in the John poll. Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> Michigan State is eight in the AP poll. I, I honestly don't know what, he, what they are in the, in the John poll. Don't matter. Don't matter. But it's the first test for Michigan um, and then, of course, the other the other slate of games. We've got Ohio State, Penn State, which um, after last week's upsetting loss there, that's going to look like less of a fun matchup. We've got Ole Miss, Auburn, with Bo Nix versus Matt Corral, and then I think the one that a lot of people are excited to see. Um, I know personally, I'm excited to see it. Is going to be uh, Texas Tech versus Oklahoma. Texas Tech. Not yeah. a great, not a great program this year. Five and three, they're unranked. But with how bad Oklahoma's been and how bad but Oklahoma's te- looked, Texas Tech just fired their head coach, right? Um, I did they? I think they just did. Um, looking at the, oh yeah, he's uh, he's out. Coach Wells yeah. fired after a thirteen and seventeen record. K State yeah. just beat them. Um. So we'll see how interesting that game goes with their head coach just fired. Yeah, but uh, it's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. However, uh, we also get to see <laughs> Heisman Kenny Pickett um, going up against Miami. That's so a lot of good noon kickoff games. A lot of the late games they looked like they would have been good later on. Uh, Notre Dame versus North Carolina. Sam Howell mm. was projected to be a you know a first round pick, and that team was projected to be a a uh, top 25 team that who's, kind of fell who's out Bama of playing this week Bama plays drum roll please nobody it's a bye week for them but Georgia does play uh, Florida in the swamp which would have been a lot better game if Georgia hasn't just been absolutely incredible all year on the road and yeah. at home and if, yeah, and if Florida didn't get clapped by Kentucky like that yeah, so that's my scary good is just looking up at the, you know, this is, it's it's not necessarily huge marquee matchups, but specifically the one I'm looking at is that noon kickoff between Michigan and Michigan State on Saturday. Absolutely. Now, moving on to my scary bad, it's the return <clears throat> of the vid, um, looking at the week eight matchup, specifically the one that's going to be happening in like 48 hours between the Packers and the Cardinals. Um you know, what? Seven scary bad? This must no. It's my scary bad because it's the seven zero Cardinals, the six and one Packers. Okay. It's scary yeah. bad because, like I said, it's the return of COVID. You've got Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard both out oh. for COVID protocols, and so now the question becomes: How many members of that Packers team is going to be out due to COVID protocols? Oh man! I mean, this I is the first time. This is the first time we've really seen COVID protocols this season, at least in a, at a big. At a big, you know, at a, uh, I don't know, I'm try- on a big stage like this. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, there's been some, like, rumblings and stuff, but, like, this is legit. 
with you know Devonte Adams, a huge star name, first round pick in most fantasy drafts this year. He's out. Alan Lazard, who is <laughs> second everyone... in our league. <laughs> What? Jake drafted him second in our league. No, it was. <laughs> I swear to God, was it? I swear to God. I just remember he, Justin he Jefferson up. going at number five and us well, just absolutely well, dying. Well, no, because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Jake traded up to draft. Yeah, he took Devontae Adams at two. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. It went. It went CMC, Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, uh, Derrick Henry, and then Jefferson, and then Kelsey. John drafted Kelsey. <laughs> what kind of a first round is Who that? Who are we? And then, and then Diggs, uh, Kamara, Hopkins, Barkley, Calvin Ridley, Tyree Kill, and I. I was able to get Zeke with the 18th overall pick. That's crazy. That's stupid. Um, that's and, that's crazy. And it's not even like we have like a super flex or anything like that. Either. Like it was just straight up. You just got him at 18. But yeah. yeah, that's that's my scary bad is just that potential return of the COVID protocols. Um, it's really the first time that we've heard about it all season. Dude, like, do you hear really... my dryer right now? Do you hear my dryer right now? No, do you hear my we... dryer right now? I do hear your dryer right now. This thing's going crazy right I now. Thought, I thought mine was bad. I, I... No, I, mine sounds like a cat getting its vocal cords, like, cheese shredded. Yeah, mine's just a light little... You know. Mine's like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell... I feel like we should get that look. Sorry. That's Sorry. Cracked. That's Take... cracked pepper. Yeah, honestly. Um, but Sorry, yeah. keep going. But that's, no, I think the return of COVID protocols, definitely scary bad, uh, especially for a Packers team that needs their, their team at full strength against the 7-0 and Cardinals. Yeah. So I guess we're on to my scary good and bad? Yeah. So scary bad, psych a lot, scary good. We have... For what's coming this weekend, and it's not college football, it's not the NFL, it's not NBA, it is the UFC 267 card. Ooh, Jan, Blanchovic, Jan Blanchovic and Glover Teixeira fighting for the heavyweight title. We got uh, Peter Yan and Corey Sandhagen for Bantam. Dan Hooker's fighting uh, Makachev. And then uh, so many big names like Alexander Volkov is fighting again. Dummy Wait, old heavyweight head. Say that again. Dan Hooker getting murdered by by yeah. Makachev. Yeah. And then, you know, Kazmat, uh uh I don't even know how to say all these all these Russian names. Kima Kima C H I M A E V. You know the guy, he's got the funny big beard with the bald head. Yes. Okay. He's about to murk some Asian dude, Lee Jingliang. Poor guy. He's a minus <laughs> Cosmo is a minus five ninety favorite in that fight. <laughs> um, so yeah, really great card this weekend, and then two sixty eight is gonna go even crazier next month um, with some of the names like the whole Usman Covington two, Gagey Michael Chandler like like Frankie Edgar two sixty eight is gonna go hard. Well, but two sixty seven. Ooh, I'm sorry. What was that? What's the one? What's the one in December? <clears throat> I re- that's the one that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, 269. Uh, uh, Olivier and Poirier are fighting. Yes. Um, yes. You got Amanda Nunes on that card. Leon Edwards and uh, Masvidal. Sean O'Malley's coming back. You got Kara France and Cody Garbrandt fight. Like, like, there's so many good fights. 
on all 267, 268, and 269. Yeah, I'm um, the one I'm looking forward to though is I don't know if he's fought since, but I want to see when when Chris Moutinho's going back out. Yeah, hold on, let me see. He supposedly Chris. fought on the 24th of August against Aaron Phillips. Well, didn't he, he also got smacked by Sean O'Malley? Yes, but he fought though. He was supposed he was supposed to fight last weekend, or he's supposed to fight the what? Am I stupid? Yeah, he's supposed to fight the twenty third. Yeah, he's supposed to fight last weekend. But it got canceled. Yeah, he was supposed to. Yeah, he because he he to... couldn't compete. Oh man. Munito Mu. How do you say his last name? Chris Mutinho. Mutinho. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to see why. <sighs> yeah, couldn't tell you. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm excited to see him go back out again. Yeah, young, fresh kid, just signed to the UFC for that first fight versus O'Malley. And then uh, puts on an absolute show after, like, two weeks' notice. And you hate to see it because I'm sure he would have he put on another show last Friday. But we'll see when he comes out next. Uh, but for this weekend, Jan Blanchovic is going to absolutely murk Glover Teixeira to keep that belt. And there's not much anybody else is going to do about it. And then... Yeah, that's pretty much it for my scary good, scary bad. Oh, man, they really let me down after I hyped them up so much last week. And that is the Penn State Nittany Lions. Yeah. Losing to Illinois in in the ninth overtime. Isn't that the most overtimes in, like, college football history? Ever. Ever. They lost (laughs) to unranked Illinois, who is now 3-5, 20-18. Let me read you these stats real quick, right? This is gross. Illinois had 38 passing yards. Through nine overtimes, 38 passing yards. Penn State only puts up 165. As a ranked team playing some bums from the Midwest, you put up 165. Sean Clifford, you really let me down. He he went 19 for 34, 165 for a tutty and no picks. But rushing is where this gets disgusting. Illinois put up 357 rushing yards on Penn State. Which is and Penn ridiculous. State, and Penn State only put up 62 rushing yards. And they face an Ohio State team that has one of the best young running backs in the entire you know, NCAA ranks in Travion Henderson. I'm scared to see how, how far he's going to go against that defense. Okay, but I will say this. Illinois had 88 total plays. They had 88 total offensive plays in that game. Yeah. I don't think Ohio State's touching that. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to when there's literally nine overtimes. So I will say that the 357 is a little inflated, a little bit. But that's just – there's no – what's the word I'm looking for? There's just no pride in yourselves after that. You know what I mean? You haven't even mentioned the worst part. They Which lost is? to the backup quarterback from Illinois. Oh, well, yeah, that too. He came in after the fourth overtime and and won that game. Uh, John literally said he looks ga- like Illinois looks gassed. Yeah, and then I'm they, sure they were. They put yeah. in their backup quarterback, and then he's who wins it against a top ten ranked team. That's yeah. unreal. 
Yeah, so Penn State now ranked 20th in the AP poll. Don't know where they are in John's. Probably fell out with how uh, They're, brutal they're relatively close to falling out. I think they're at like 21. Yeah, John's, John's very brutal with those rankings. But that's that. We're going to send it on over to you for true or false. Yeah, and I'm going to keep it at Penn State. True or false, James Franklin is the head coach of the Nittany Lions next season. Uh, false. Really? I, I, I really don't think so. I don't know whether he's going to go to USC or LSU, and I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I know any other head coaching opportunities. I mean, if Cincinnati loses their head coach, like we'll see if he wants uh, to go build a program there. I don't think he takes the demotion to Cincinnati. But, I, but I'm just saying, if he wants to build a program somewhere, that's something that he might consider. But I just I don't think that he's going to come back to Penn State, especially if they finished unranked this season. I disagree. I think that he's okay. I think he's in the middle of a rebuilding year that wasn't supposed to be a rebuilding year. Yeah. I think wasn't. we still I think we still see them finish maybe eight and four, nine and four whatever that would be, like with four or five losses. Um they still make a bowl. But the amount of recruits that they've got coming in, they've got one of the top recruiting classes coming in for twenty twenty two. Oh actually? Yeah. So I don't I don't see Franklin going anywhere this year, but I think it's very similar to the Harbaugh situation in Michigan. He is 100% on the on some of the hottest of seats, but I just he's a he's a Pennsylvania guy. I just don't see him going. There's been other big opportunities. USC has opened, I think, two or three times during his tenure. LSU yeah. was he's been open. there a while. LSU was open after Les Miles, and you know, I mean, like you know, Auburn. Like, all these big-name schools have opened up. Ohio State opened up after Urban Meyer left. Like, there's been a lot of big-name schools that have lost head coaches in the time that he's been at Penn State, and he hasn't left. So, for a guy from Langhorne, PA, I just don't see him leaving after one mediocre season. I mean, and like I said, I want to see where they finish if they are somehow ranked by the end of the year. But I, I just I wouldn't be surprised if he's not there at the start of next year. But I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I'm not putting money on it on the fact that he might not be no, there next year. No, there that's not a that's not a solid bet. <clears throat> All right, coming over to me. We're going up to the NFL now. True or false? The Chiefs will not make the playoffs this Ooh. year. That's tough. That's a hard. That's a hard hidden one. I know you weren't ready for that. I. That's why I like. That's why I do like not telling each other about our true or falses. The see, they've got the Giants this week. That puts them back at five hundred. Yeah, I, they're three I and four th- currently. I think they scrape by to like a ten and seven, um, and I still think they make a you know a six or seven wild card, uh, and they make it tough for whoever that two or three seed is um, as the six or seven. I think they still make it, um, but by no means are they the favorites. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to come back. I think they make a, They have to make a move either to protect Mahomes or to get Mahomes another weapon. Um, or to get him a defense. I mean, that too. I mean, that they, he's scoring as many points as he can. I think the thing, too, that a lot of people are looking at is, like, you see Tyron Matthew responding to Dan Sorensen, and no. obviously... What? Wait, I didn't see that. Oh, you haven't seen, like, on-field 
Tyron Matthew just like throwing his hands up and like looking at his team. Oh, 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 I think I probably sent that to you. But they're on the thing is that they're on plays where Tyron Matthew, if he kept his head down, could have potentially made a play on the ball. Yeah. Like obviously Dan Sorensen deep in coverage, he's not touching that. But there yeah, was that's a, not your a, best bet. There was a pitch play from the five yard line, and if he would have put his head down and gotten there, he probably could have made a tackle. But he just threw his hands up because there weren't any teammates around him to make the tackle, and the guy just kind of scampers in for the touchdown. So, I mean, he's playing like he's the only man on that defense right now. You know, like he's Legere- the only girl in the world right now. But, like, you've got Legereus Sneed, Chris Jones needs to step up. But other than that, I really can't name, I guess, Nick Bolton has been playing decent. But I really yeah. can't name a lot of the other pieces on that defense. But I think that's always been the case. Yeah. I, I, don't th- I don't think they've ever really had that stud defense. Um, they've just had well, decent I mean, pieces. How recent are we talking? Like, if we're going back to, like, the Justin Houston, Derek Johnson, Tambaha Lee days, like, we could, we, could, we could start throwing names around. Yeah, I mean, you could throw names around with, you know, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew. Like, there's always – there's names on the defense, but they haven't played like a unit in the in the Super Bowl years that we've seen from Mahomes. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I I don't think that, that they're going to make the playoffs this year. I, I think that they're in such a tough division. And that's the thing. It's it's so hard for me to watch the Raiders every week because I feel like they're just not good. They just but they're five and two right now. Yeah, it's like it's hard to you it's know? hard to it's hard to disagree with the with the record book, but it's like how? But like they just don't look good ever. But they end up winning, so you can't you yeah. can't fault them for for a dub, you know? Yeah, Derek um, Carr's been a solid fantasy quarterback, <laughs> and it's like where did that come from? Yeah, so you see that. You see the Chargers that they still need to play again this year that they already lost to. And, you know, Chiefs are playing a lot of those number one seeds in all these divisions because of where they finished last year. And I just think that they're just going to barely miss, barely, barely miss those playoffs. And then they're going to be able to be in prime position. Not not, not a top ten pick, but they're going to they're gonna have 15. a decent pick. They're going to have a decent pick at somebody to help that defense or to help that O-line, like kind of where kind of where they, like the Cowboys were this year where it's like, oh, could they get a certain, they get Micah Parsons, which is like it, like awesome that that value falls to just a little outside the top ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're probably in that 16 to 18 range if they miss. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I was just saying in general, they'll, they'll be able to do something, I think, solid with a draft pick. But I, I think that they that they just missed the playoffs, and it's it's a it's a tough pill to swallow because I said Mahomes is going to win MVP. Yeah, I didn't, and my yeah, guy's still looking not. good. Matt Stafford's balling. Um, moving on, keeping it somewhat in the NFL. Uh, Mel Kiper just released his top twenty-five draft prospects. Now, obviously, we're still pretty early on. Uh, but of those 25 guys, initially, I've seen upwards of five, six, seven quarterbacks mentioned in the top 30 picks, top 32 picks. Uh, right now, in his top 25, he has Kenny Pickett from Pitt at number one, making a mm. quote-unquote Joe Burrow-esque leap in his rankings. I'm number sure Matt's two, happy to hear that. Number two, Matt Corral. And number three, Desmond Ritter rounding out the top 25. Also in there, Malik Willis at four, Sam Howell at five, and then some other names 
uh, Phil Yurkovec from Boston College. He's at six. And then Carson Strong from Nevada at seven. No mention of uh, Spencer Rattler. Uh, obviously, he's going to be either transferring or going somewhere else. It's hard to play in the NFL when you're not even was playing. It, wait, 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 a gosh darn, wait a gosh darn minute. Huh. Mel Kuyper was the one that just had Carson – or oh, he had Malik Willis as the number one quarterback. Uh, was that him? Like three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, and where does he have him now on his list of quarterbacks? Four, four or five. I think four. Yeah, so here's the, here's the thing. This is probably one of the craziest years for quarterbacks I've ever seen in, in my entire life as far as quarterbacks coming into this draft. Yeah. There's not like that, oh, this guy is so talented, like he's going to be changer of, of a franchise. It's almost like when Jared Goff was was coming into it, it's like, yeah. Jared Goff and I don't Carson know if Wentz he, at 1-2? Yeah, yeah, it's like I, I don't really know if they're like – in any other given year, a one-two quarterback situation, but it's like teams are desperate for quarterbacks and need a young one. So I think that you know, th- at least three, maybe four, go in the first round this year. Yeah, because my my true or false was do. Oh, do sorry, we I didn't. See, I don't know if you hit that yet. Do we or not. see? Th- uh, do we see three quarterbacks taken in the first round? I think we could see at least three go. Uh, in this first round because like I said I don't know if these guys are necessarily talented 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 enough like we've like we've debated like oh man we saw like uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence and and Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and and Mac it's like like all these names and Trey Lance like we could see all these guys potentially like running through leading a franchise that year that we saw like Sam Darnold and Baker and, and um uh, unfortunately, Josh Rosen that year, and Josh Allen and Lamar, like like we saw like all these names that are like these are splash names, and here every other week we have a, a shakeup in our top five quarterback rankings. So I don't trust any of the quarterbacks coming out yet. You know how my opinion changes around combine time, but I think that that at least three do go in the first round because I feel like they just do every single year. So well, true, we will see three. I think the thing is, and you've mentioned, um, you said that this this year reminds you of the Jared Goff, you know, 2016 year. For me, this reminds me of 2013. This reminds me of... Okay, you can date me for a second. I was probably, I was like in sixth grade. EJ Manuel going at number 16. Yeah. And then Geno Smith going at 39. Um, Yeah. You know, Were any other quarterbacks taken earlier than that? Mike Glennon at third round, 73. That's kind of what I see this year. The other one that I could compare it to, and this is, I think, a little bit more likely, is that 2000... Wait, hold on. That's cr- wait, wait, wait. That is crazy <clears throat> to me. In that first round, that... It was EJ Manuel, 116, Geno Smith in the second round, and then um, wow. uh, Mike Glennon in Dude, the third round. Dude, how terrible... How terrible is that whole draft? Besides, like, besides like uh, Tyron Matthew, Kelsey, and like Hopkins, nobody else is from like the top. Just these these top ten picks: Eric Fisher, Luke Jokel, Rip, Deion Jordan, Lane Johnson, Ezekiel Anza, Barkevius Mingo, Jonathan Cooper, Tavon Austin taken at eight. D. Milner, where's he at? Chance Warmack. like this. Like this is yeah, such a 
well, or draft. And I think the one that is even more similar, if I had to pick one, is it's going to be very similar to the 2011 draft, where we saw Cam Newton go number one, and a lot of really good skilled defensive players, your Vaughn Millers, your Pat Peets, Julio Jones mm-hmm. on offense, Alden Smith, and then you had Jake Locker go eight to the Titans, Blaine Gabbert go ten to the Jags. That blows my, that blows my mind that Jake Locker and Cam Newton came out of the same draft class. Christian Ponder to the Vikings, and then later on, Cam's that old. Yeah, and then Cincinnati Bengals selecting Andy Dalton in the second round, and Colin Kaepernick going thirty sixth to the 49ers. But like six I can see this year six quarterbacks going in the top six or in the top thirty six picks. Oh, I was gonna say, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. I can see top I can see six quarterbacks going in the top thirty six, but I can see like this draft, one being really solid in the first round, one being, you know, solid in the second round, maybe two being solid in the second round. Um, but I can see a lot of duds coming out of this draft. So I, I think it's true we see at least three get drafted this year in the first round, um, potentially upwards of five or six in the top 36. And the funny thing is, is that that guy who's at number seven right now, Carson Strong, went to Nevada, which is where Colin Kaepernick picked number 36 of the 2011 yeah. draft win. So some some fun some fun uh, Wait, little comparisons on. there. Hold on. Do you want to hear this? This is I don't know why this blows my mind, but it does. Rodney Hudson is in the same draft class as DeMarco Murray. Why does that blow that your like, mind? That just doesn't sit right with me. Because you think that Rodney Hudson's like 40 years old and you think DeMarco no, Murray's... I th- no, I feel like DeMarco Murray's like 80 years old and Rodney Hudson's just like <laughs> four. See, I think mine's the That's other way crazy. around. Julius, I, I, Tom, Julius, Julius Thomas is also oh in that gosh, draft class? Tight end. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But Jordan Cameron, wow, another tight end. Wow. Jordan Jordan Cameron and Cameron Jordan. You're you're true or false, sir. Sorry, yeah, wow. I just I got real caught up in in that draft class. That's I mean I'd be doing that at three AM. How miserable that is. Um so we've seen this team super hot start in the preseason, super hot start to this season. And it is the Chicago Bulls. Ooh, love it. 4-0 to start the season. Zoe is looking solid with Caruso as their new additions. Um, And they're in probably the weakest division, if not the Southwest, in, you know, all of basketball right now. Do you think that the Bulls put up 50 wins this year? It's close. Um, I I see them falling just shy, maybe like forty eight and thirty four. I think that they win. I think they get at least a top six playoff spot, just because of the fact that they play the Pistons a lot, they play the Cavs a lot, um, they play the Pacers, and I, I I don't see them winning a lot of games against the Bucks, but they do have some pretty easy games against the Cavs and the Pistons this year. So I like them. Um, not to mention DeMar, DeMar DeRozan's been playing great. Zach Levine, who's already an all-star. So you you add all of those to the mix. A solid bench unit, solid bigs. Um, I mean, Laurie Markkinen gets traded out of there, and he you know goes posterizing uh, Nikola Jokic. So I don't know what it is with Bulls and, and former Bulls this year that have just absolutely been balling out. But um, 
No, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Bulls. I don't think they hit 50. I think they hit close. Like I said, probably 47 and 35 or 48 and 34, somewhere in that realm. So here's why you're wrong, Josh. I'm slamming the over 50. No way. Slamming it. And I don't know what it is about them. And I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to compare them to this team. But it just gives me that like old Pistons vibe where they just have like a bunch of solid players kind of like the Jazz this year oh like 04 Pistons like Chauncey Billups yeah. and yeah like like no like all-star all-star perennials no first through third team guys but they just like play so well together like I said kind of like the Jazz last year where it's like well yeah, I, I get it. Like Donovan Mitchell's yeah. and the awesome. time defensive player, the three time defensive player. Yeah, Rudy Gobert's Rudy Gobert's gas. But like to see them as the best team in the West, and I'm not saying that the Bulls are the best team in the East by any means, but I think that they I think that they win over 50 games this year, and not just because of a hot start or whatnot. Like I like that team chemistry is somehow there after just like a few months of an off season, which yeah. is shocking to me. It's what the Nets wish that they could have done. Ouch. Oh, I'm just saying. I thought you said Mets, as in the New York Mets, as if you were, like, taking oh. a jab at somebody. Well, I mean, kind of. The Mets the Mets wish that they had that synergy before all those energies. Uh, before all those injuries, not energies. Um, but, yeah, so I think that the Bulls go over 50, hit me with... Oh, you said you wanted to do yours last? Yeah. Okay, so do, do you want me to go right now? Oh, you got another one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, double up. All right, we're going to double up right now. True or false, the Astros will win this series. The World Series starts tonight at 8 p.m. Oh, I guess it started. Don't look at the score because I don't – don't don't look at the score because I don't know what it is. True or false, the Astros will win the series and the World Series in itself. No, I'm slamming the Braves. All right. Well, okay. I love it. You're I wrong. love – I love – okay. You're wrong. I love the Braves. No. I think All you guys laughed at me. All you guys laughed at me when I said that the Astros were going to beat the Red Sox. No, and everybody's like, oh, well, what? Mattress Mac is not going to win his $2 million bet. The Braves are going to play. His $2 million. Dude, he's going he's gonna to cash out of like 50 mil. He's going to be chilling. No, it was, I, a two million, it, it was a $2 million bet. He's not going to win it. Jock Peterson and his pearl necklace and Charlie Morton on the absolutely. bump. Dude, Jordan Alvarez just hit the highest percentage in, like, ALCS history. He hit over 500 in the okay. series. Okay, and? Liz McCullers is going to be back. Zach Granke's pitching well. Altuve and Correa's bats have been flying. Doesn't matter. Braves in six. Oh, shows in six. Shows in six. Okay. We'll see what happens after tonight, but one five. of us has to be right. Five? Five on it? I'll put five on the break. Can we can, can we have can we have uh can we have five on who wins the series and not the particular like yeah. game six? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll throw five on the Braves. Five on it. Uh and I mean it's looking good because Najee hasn't been running and the Washington football team does not look like they're winning the East, so Hey, you know what? Uh it's not <laughs> the end of the show. It's not the end of the show. <laughs> Alright, yeah, no, I'm, I'll, I'll slam I'll slam five on that. Yeah, no, I, and I think it's funny because you segued it perfectly without even knowing. Uh, oh, yeah? The topic of today's trivia and the last true or false question is, will Justin get three or more of these right? And I think it's incredibly <laughs> false. 
Um, I'm going to give you multiple choice, too. Okay. And it's what's, what's, what's the topic at hand? Is there a World general series. topic or is it just... Oh, yeah. Oh, under on the three. Slam in the under. Okay. Question number one. What year was the first World Series played? Your options, 1903, 1910, 1921, or 1884? So I was thinking 1912. So I'm going to go with 1910. A bunch. <laughs> okay, and we're still saying I'm taking the under yeah, on the three. Yeah, we were slamming Sounds the good. under on the three. Okay. Sounds um, good. What Dodger pitcher broke a 60? <laughs> I'm, again, I'm giving you I'm giving you multiple choice. Okay. okay. Broke a 62-year-old record when he struck out 29 batters in the 65 World Series. Was it Wally Bunker, Mudcat Grant, Sandy Koufax, or Don Drysdale? So here's the thing. I don't even know when any of those guys played. <clears throat> um, we're going to go with – I know John's screaming it. We're going to go with uh, good old Donnie boy. No, it was Sandy Koufax. Uh, I wanted to say that, but I was like, that name's too popular. John just – or Josh just threw it in there. Yeah. No, these are all – I actually have the trivia, like, with the multiple choice already. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not gotcha, coming gotcha, up gotcha. with any of these dates. They're already Gotcha, gotcha. In what year – was Game 3 of the World Series postponed due to an earthquake? Was it 1920, okay. 1908, 1989, or 2001? Okay, so it had to be somewhere in California. Probably yep. in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, yeah, hell if I know when they had the World Series. <laughs> I feel like you just picked this topic to make me look stupid today. Um, we're going to go with 89. Just just minutes, and this is crazy, just minutes before Game 3 of the 1989 World Series, which was between Oakland and San Francisco. So all of the oh. games were in the Bay Area. Uh, an earthquake <laughs> hit before Game 3, and the, it had to be postponed for 11 days. I knew, I knew it couldn't have been the earlier dates because those boys would have played through anything. Yeah, yeah. You, um, you could, we could have had a UFO crash. Right onto the field, and everybody would have been like, all right, rain delay. <laughs> Moving on, what National League team... Oh. Um, hold on, Cullen's calling me really quick. Sorry, babe. We got a podcast to record. Yeah. Um, we have more important things to do. We've got, um, so, what National sure. League team refused to play the Boston Americans... In 1904, causing the World Series to be canceled, was it the Boston Braves, the New York Giants, the Chicago Cubs, or the Philadelphia Athletics? Roll Giants. It was the New York Baseball Giants. <laughs> Moving on. Dude, what, I literally just have a 25% chance at all of these. Um, what player holds the record for most World Series home runs? Is it Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Hank Aaron or Mickey Mantle? Hank Aaron has a normal title. Yeah. Um. He was on the what? The Braves. Yeah, he was on the yeah he was on the 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 Milwaukee, which then became the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Mickey Mantle. That's correct. <laughs> he played in he played in twelve World Series. 
He owns the record with eighteen. That's crazy. He also That's holds crazy. He also holds Playing the record. Twelve World Series. He has forty-two runs, forty RBIs, and one hundred and twenty-three total bases. Those are all records. Um, now this is a fun one. Uh, which team won the first indoor game in World Series history? So it's probably in the dome. It's probably in Houston, but I'm sorry, keep talking. You Saint, didn't give me my options. St. Louis Cardinals, New York Yankees, Texas Rangers, or Minnesota Twins. We're gonna go with the Cardinals. That is incorrect. Ah. It was the it was the and it was ugh, it was the Minnesota Twins. Um, they played in the I think it was the Astrodome. No. Yeah. That's that's what I thought it would have been. Yeah, the old old Minnesota Twins. Um, it was the. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was the Metrodome, the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. Oh, okay. Opened in 1982. They played the first game there in 1987. Um, okay. Moving on, who pitched the only no hitter in World Series history? Was it Brett Saberhagen with the Royals? Sandy Koufax with the Dodgers, Don Larson with the Yankees, or Randy Johnson with the Arizona Diamondbacks? We're slamming Koufax. Uh, it was Don Larson. Come on. He pitched the ah. sixth perfect game in MLB history, doing so in Game 5 of the 56 World Series. All right. Well, John, please don't get mad at me for that one. That was a tough one. Yeah. Um, moving on. Nobody knew that. How many home runs did Babe Ruth hit in his first World Series? Um, <laughs> the options are one, three, zero, and five. Uh, we're gonna go zero. That's correct. His first World yeah, Series. Yeah, we got four right. His first World Series <laughs> appearance came in 1915, when he was still a pitcher. He only batted once, grounding out to first base. Yeah, because I was the, I was like trying to think. I, I didn't know if you were allowed to say like <coughs> what, how many years into his career. Like his first World Series was, so I was like, I don't know, but yeah, nineteen fifteen. Um, I feel like if it's a stat, it has to be something that's like ridiculous. Now these these two are fun. What was the shortest game in World Series history? How long did it last? Was it an hour and forty five minutes, an hour and five minutes, an hour and twenty five minutes, or two hours and five minutes? I just feel like there's no way a game could be under two hours. We're gonna two hours and five minutes. No, it was an hour and 25 minutes. Game 5 of the 1908 World Series. The Cubs defeated the Tigers 2-0 in less than an hour and a half. Now, this is a fun one. What was the longest game in World Series history? Four hours and 20 minutes? Five hours and 20 minutes? Six hours and 20 minutes? Or seven hours and 20 minutes? Go big or go home. Give me seven hours and 20 minutes, baby. That is correct. Game (laughs) 3... Of the 2018 World Series between the Red Sox and the Dodgers lasted seven hours and 20 minutes, which is longer Man. longer than the entire 1939 World Series games combined. <laughs> That's funny. And then this is, I think this is a, we've got, I've got three more here. Um, so the first one is, when was the first World Series night game? Was it 41, 51, 61, or 71? They played those in the day. Man. Until when? Uh, 51? 71. It was game, really? game four of the 71 series. The Pirates hosted the Orioles. 
by 1985, all the games were played at night. But until then, until 1971, every single World Series was played during the day. That's crazy to me. Now, this one, no, no multiple choice here. Before, before 2017, what determined the home field advantage for the for the World Series? Oh, because now it's now it's by um, All Star Game. No. Wait. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm gonna because that's the thing I can't think of anything else, but I know this year it's the All Star Game. <sighs> We're gonna go with who had more wins. I don't know. It's actually flip flopped. Before 2017, it was based off the All Star Game results. Since oh, then, man. it was based off the team with the better record. That's why the oh. Astros. That's why the Astros have Game One and Two and Games Six and Seven. Oh man, that's tough. And then last two. What is the name of the World Series trophy? We got Larry O'Brien as basketball, Lombardi's football. The Stanley, Stanley Cup is hockey. Baker, hey, come here. Um, baseball. I see it with all the little flags, flags yeah. sticking up out of it. Yeah. I honestly have no idea what it's called. The Commissioner's Trophy. Yeah, you could and have the gun to my head. Wouldn't have gotten it with a multiple choice. Yeah. And now, last, last question. Mr. October, Reggie Jackson earned that title during the 1977 World Series. How many home runs did he hit? Three, four, five, or six? In a single game or the series? In the series. We'll go with five. That's the right answer. Oh! <laughs> Yankee Should legend Reggie Jackson. Should have over, baby. Yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. But, hey, I th- what'd you get? Like five, six? You might think you might have got... Yeah, I... I think you might have got... Take. Definitely five... Might have been six. I really wasn't paying attention, but solid round of trivia. Also, if I, I just want to check something really quick because I feel like John might get really mad at me. Um, I think Don Larson played for the Yankees, but if Don Larson didn't play for the Yankees, I'm going to sound really stupid. I, you, I, you would have fooled me if he yep. did. Okay, yeah, he was for the Yankees. All right. That would have been, that would have been not fun. <clears throat> but, yeah. All right. I guess that's what we got. Do we? Can we get an update on the on the Astros and the Braves score? Is there anything in it yet? It is bottom of the first. Braves up two nothing. Oh wow! Yeah, baby. Well, I'm still slamming. I'm still slamming the Astros. They were down what two one in the series, and the Red Sox not too worried. But yeah, so I'm slamming the Astros. Josh happens to be slamming the Braves. You know what they say. One of us has to be winning $5, and that person is me. We'll see you next week.